This is Illinois Focus, powered by TheCenterSquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll look ahead to the final few weeks of Illinois legislative session as lawmakers inch closer to the May 31st deadline and get commentary from the Center Square publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about the Center Square, an investigation into park district convention spending where taxpayers picked up the stab, and an update on the gas tax debate and more. But first, here's some of the top stories from the past week. Illinois House Republicans are on board with ideas to capture more than $2.6 billion from taxpayers proposed by Democrats. And there's no need for changes to the state constitution's flat tax, one with higher rates for higher earners. House Minority Leader Jim Durkin told the House Thursday, thanks to April's surprise $1.5 billion extra capture from taxpayers, there's more money coming into Illinois now than ever in history. And for the first time in years, the state has a balanced budget and then some. Beyond that, Republicans laid out a list of revenue generators that they're on board with, including sports wagering, an insurance tax, and revised revenue projections of around $845 million for the coming year. Durkin said there's no need to change the Illinois Constitution's flat income tax to a structure with higher rates for higher earners. Because we have the money to work out the things that we need to do with our budget and to fulfill our obligation to Illinois citizens. Republicans said they're not on board with the plastic bag tax, increased cigarette and e-cig taxes, or the progressive income tax. House Majority Leader Greg Harris said he's thankful they're on board for some proposals, but... I think it's going to take us more to get to where we need to be, ladies and gentlemen. The GOP said last month's unexpected $1.5 billion from taxpayers means there's no need for other tax increases. State Representative Blaine Wilhauer said national economic expansion is the reason for that windfall, and Illinois should follow suit by lowering taxes and cutting regulations. A robust economy that puts people to work creates far more revenue than a tax increase ever could. Raising taxes is not the answer for hardworking Illinois families. Lawmakers have a May 31st deadline to pass a balanced budget with simple majorities. A Chicago state senator suggested excluding areas of the state from getting funding through a planned infrastructure bill if elected officials from those areas don't support increasing motor fuel taxes to pay for the capital improvements. A call a downstate representative said exemplifies Illinois politics. In talking about funding infrastructure upgrades with a tax increase, Democratic State Senator Martin Sandoval suggested cutting out areas of the state where lawmakers don't support the idea. Maybe we could put a uh, line in the Capitol bill where we, uh, we bypass Edwardsville or Louisville because uh, that's how he really feels about it. So He said state representative from Louisville put his number online for constituents to call and complain about proposed tax increases. Louisville Republican State Representative Darren Bailey said he never put Sandoval's number anywhere. To suggest that any representative or senator that doesn't vote for this, that their districts would be bypassed, these people are paying the same taxes, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is Springfield politics. This exemplifies Illinois politics. Bailey said his constituents are fed up with the suggestion of higher taxes without reforms. Sandoval says that capital bill, worth more than $30 billion, is coming together to fund road and bridge repairs and vertical construction for things like public buildings. To pay for it, he's also pushing for a gas tax increase. Asked if there should also be an effort to shore up costs through other means, he said there should be, but... Even with all the efficiencies known to mankind, we're not going to uh, uh, even come close. But are we going to see any of that? Absolutely. Like this year? Absolutely. That has to be part of the package. Republican State Senator Don DeWitt said they're coming together for discussions on how to fund the infrastructure plan, and all the different tax and fee increase proposals are on the table. The two were joined by State Representative Margo McDermott, a 
officials from the Illinois Chamber of Commerce and the research group highlighting the costs to drivers' vehicles from having to drive on poor Illinois roads. The Illinois Department, charged with investigating child abuse, pressured caseworkers to keep children with their families even after allegations of mistreatment and neglect, according to a new report. Cole Lauterbach has more. Experts at Chapin Hall at the University of Chicago were asked by Governor J.B. Pritzker to examine the Department of Child and Family Services to identify systemic factors within the agency that led to child deaths. The report released Wednesday describes avoidance of removals, supervisory misalignment, ineffective checks and balances, and other issues experts found within the department's intact family services program. Pritzker blames a lack of funding. Government has been truly hollowed out in a way that is... Uh, obviously resulting in terrible neglect, abuse, and even death. He says the department is on board with Chapin Hall's recommendations for changes. We will be adopting every recommendation in this report with as much expediency as possible. The department privatized Intact in 2012 in the face of budget shortfalls. They're in the process of adding 126 new caseworkers after it was found that the existing caseworkers were charged with handling more investigations than they were illegally allowed to take on, according to a report from the Illinois Auditor General. I'm Cole Lauterbach. A state representative says a proposed change to Illinois' firearm owner identification or FOID card would increase fees and require applicants to do what those arrested for crimes have to do, get fingerprinted. State Representative Kathleen Willis said the measure she proposes would increase the fee to $50 for five years instead of $10 for 10 years. If you have a FOID now, you'll be grandfathered in until your card expires, Willis said. But there's another proposed requirement. They will need to get fingerprints and it will shorten their FOID time to five years as opposed to 10 years. Um, but, and, but once you get your fingerprints once, you're good for life. Illinois State Rifle Association Executive Director Richard Pearson said the higher proposed FOID fees and the cost for fingerprinting will add up for families whose members have FOID cards. So there's a lot of problems with this bill, uh, and it is uh, it shows where the anti-gun movement wants to go. They want to wipe out private gun ownership in Illinois. Willis said the proposal to increase the fees is needed. We need that money to be able to have the resources available to um, work on the revocations and get those um, get that back taken care of. But State Senator Neil Anderson, who supports getting rid of the FOID card altogether, said the idea of mandating fingerprinting is fundamentally wrong. The fingerprinting thing is, in, in my mind, a is blatantly unconstitutional. Um, there is no other amendment in our Bill of Rights where you have to provide um, you know, fingerprints to exercise that right. Willis said the measure is needed to fix what she said is a loophole. Opponents said enforcing laws already on the books should be enough to catch bad actors. Local park districts across the state paid thousands of dollars for elected officials and employees to attend a three-day park district conference in Chicago earlier this year. The trips in some cases included luxury hotel stays, meals at high-end restaurants, valet parking, and other perks. Illinois Association of Park District's Public Relations Director, Bobby Joe Hill, said the conference offered a wide range of benefits. There are nearly 200 educational sessions that take place. Topics range from crime and safety, youth at risk, to funding, legal and legislative developments. It is just packed with opportunities for them to take ideas back to their agencies. State Representative Alan Skillicorn doubted the value of the conference. I'm skeptical of the value. And have they ever heard of Skype? This is effectively just a free party for elected officials. A review of conference expenses from 43 districts showed these districts spent combined $271,722 to attend the convention. There are hundreds of different park districts all throughout the state. 
And among those districts, taxpayers in Will County paid tens of thousands of dollars for park district officials to spend the weekend at a Chicago convention. Cole Lauterbach breaks that down. Park District officials stayed at the Hyatt Regency in Chicago over a weekend in January, with 10 districts in Will County spending more than $90,000 in hotel stays, valet parking, and restaurant charges all to public credit lines. The top spender was the Plainfield Park District, sending 20 people and spending more than $17,000. Plainfield Representative Mark Batnick says he's glad the information's out there. We're glad you're covering it. We're glad that, that there, we have the FOIA laws. We're glad that people are talking about this. Whether or not it's appropriate is something he says should be in the hands of taxpayers of Will County. Ultimately, it's for the local taxpayers to decide. The associations that held the convention say it provides valuable educational experiences and networking opportunities for park district officials across Illinois. I'm Cole Lauterbach. Those are the top stories of the week from Illinois. For more online, go to thecentersquare.com. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from the Center Square publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. This is Illinois in Focus, powered by thecentersquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. stores annoying you big time get real help at steel dealer days right now save twenty dollars on the tough and dependable ms-170 chainsaw with grass trimmers starting at 129.95 save on legendary steel power equipment now during dealer days visit steeldealers.com all prices msrp offer valid through 630 2019 at participating dealers while supplies last not available in all markets see dealer for details One Hope United, a private human service organization offering a diverse array of prevention, intervention, and community-based programs for kids, is seeking talented, passionate applicants for intact case management and intact supervisor positions. Ideal candidates are child welfare EMP licensed individuals with a passion for strengthening and maintaining family units and providing in-home services designed to prevent children from entering the foster care system. At One Hope United, we believe in turning hope into action and the resiliency of the human spirit. We advocate for those in need and believe every child and family deserves a life without limits. Interested applicants can find out more and apply online at onehopeunited.org careers. Again, interested applicants can find out more and apply online at onehopeunited.org slash careers. And welcome back to Illinois Focus Crosstalk powered by thecentersquare.com. Dan McCaleb, executive editor of thecentersquare.com. Joining me today, Dan, how are you? Doing great, Chris. Excited to be a part of this new 
project, the Center Square, where uh, we launched the, the new initiative with the website, thecentersquare.com for our Illinois uh, readers, thecentersquare.com forward slash Illinois. What's that all about, Chris? Well, I'll tell you, Dan, it's one of my favorite concepts in the newsroom. And I, I don't know if it's every newsroom everywhere that, that looks at it like this or talked about it this way, but newsrooms where I've worked, the idea of a beat reporter really nailing a story on their beat, getting the story rather than a story, something that advances the news, brings new information to light, does so in a fair and balanced and journalistically objective way, uh, is said to be hitting the center square. Uh, think of the tic-tac-toe board and wanting to be that X in the middle. Uh, the center square is our new home. It's really taking the best of the work that we did here in Illinois with the Illinois News Network and the best of the things that we were doing nationally with uh, watchdog.org and merging them together, um, creating a, a new newswire service that uh, will continue to serve legacy media and uh, and certainly to serve readers directly through the centersquare.com. It launched this Tuesday. The team at Franklin News Foundation did an excellent job in, uh, in putting that together technically, um, migrating a lot of different pieces uh, over to the new brand, uh, thecentersquare.com, and certainly you know, to our new home at Franklin News Foundation. I want to say thank you for that. A big part of the launch, frankly, was the kind of journalism that we're demonstrating right out of the box. In Illinois, the Park District story that we did that we regionalized and localized around the state, I found that to be fascinating reading about how park districts spend money at their annual conference. Could you tell us about that, Dan? Yeah, so um, the Center Square Illinois journalists FOIA'd 43 park districts uh, across the state, filed Freedom of Information Act requests, seeking uh, how much was spent at the annual Park District, District Conference, which was held in late January in Chicago. And um, we've done similar projects like this for municipalities and school board associations um, in the past. And sadly, we found uh, pretty much the same thing. A number of park districts abuse the privilege, abuse taxpayer dollars, spend um, money on, on uh, extravagant dinners, valet parking, and things that really aren't of vital concern to uh, government agencies. What, Dan, if I could interrupt you, what are some of the more egregious things that you found? And, and then let's talk about the districts that did it right. So, okay, I mean, so. yeah, we, I mean, I, because certainly some districts did it right, spent money, you know, in the, in, the, in the way that they should, and some spent money like it was of no consequence to them. Well, of the, of the 43 um, park districts that we, we FOIA'd, uh, the Char Chicago Park District um, by far spent the most. Of course, they are the biggest district, have the big most employees or whatever, but they spent $42,540 on a conference uh, by sending 85 people um, it, it, at $350 a piece for uh, registration costs. There were hotel costs, uh, meal costs, um, but essentially Chicago taxpayers paid uh, more than $42,000 just for a single three-day conference. So, so help me figure this out. So the, the conference was held where? Chicago. And the people who, from the Chicago Park District would presumably live where? 
Um, Chicago. And they would need to stay in a hotel in Chicago. Why? Well, of course, because they're working 16 hour days and um, getting up early and um, needing to needing to get the job. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. I, I mean, that 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 seems ridiculous. Um, beyond that, what, what else did you find in your reports? Well, Plainfield Park District officials spent $17,000 for 20 people to attend a conference. Um, they charged $3,200, charged a $3,200 dinner from Morton Steakhouse on their district credit card. Now, after we started uh, asking questions, um, uh, we found out that many of them did reimburse the district for that, but the timing of that is, is, is hard to determine. Uh, taxpayers in Champaign um, paid for a $772 dinner. Uh, in Mokina, taxpayers for, paid for a $751 dinner. Um, taxpayers in Huntley paid for a $514 dinner at McCormick and Schmick's Seafood and Steaks one night, including three orders of lobster thermidor. It's interesting to see how people spend money uh, when they think nobody's looking. Um, so that's an interesting story, and I invite everybody – to take a look at that park district story again that's at the centersquare.com uh under the illinois state tab and uh good work to be seen there legislature dan is coming into the final uh few days and in, in anticipated to be wrapping up uh, on the 31st of may uh, which is i believe less than two weeks from the time that this will air uh gas tax up and being discussed and capital project up being discussed uh tell me how those two initiatives intersect give us the legislative update from springfield please yeah because uh because there's more pushback against this uh, proposed gas tax increase that's being thought the uh the capital improvements project um multi-billion dollar proposal to uh, improve roads and other infrastructure throughout the state is, is kind of being used as a bargaining chip with one uh, state senator going so far as to say if a lawmaker, whatever lawmakers don't vote to approve the gas tax hike, which is outrageous, by the way, want to raise the gas tax from 19 cents to 44 cents. But lawmakers who don't uh, vote in favor of it, maybe their district shouldn't get any of the capital improvement dollars. That seems like uh, it doesn't seem right to me. How about you? Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, the scene from Animal House, you know, where the college wanted to have the parade and they needed to use uh, Mayor Carmine's Oldsmobiles, uh, to be honest with you. It sounds uh, like a little bit of a quid pro quo, uh, a little this for that. Is that am I going too far? Uh, no, absolutely not. We, we heard early on uh, uh, when the gas tax was floated out there that um, um, some of the leaders were were uh, look, were talking to uh, lawmakers about what projects they want in their district, um, what projects they wanted funded in their district, and perhaps adding that to the capital bill if uh, there was votes in favor. Hmm. So, what do you anticipate happening next? Well, where where does it go from here? What was supposed to come up in the uh, uh, committee this week, it got stalled because because of the pushback. And, you know, I think we've talked about this uh, in the past. Illinois taxpayers are tapped out. Um, a, a gas tax increase from 19 cents to 44 cents. If you drive considerably, that's hundreds of dollars added uh, to your family household's costs every single year. 
Um, we always already pay the second highest property taxes in the in the state. Um, this if this proposal goes through, we'll pay the highest gas taxes uh, in the country. So I think uh, I think lawmakers are getting some pressure from from voters, um, and legislative leaders and the governor are using um, uh, the capital the capital bill as leverage on their end. So I I honestly I don't know. It's going to come down to the wire. I think things will be happening happening fast and furiously. I'm just wondering, and I'm, I'm just going to sort of toss this out there for you to take on. Do you think that this might be one of those years where the vast majority of everything that's unsettled, and there are all kinds of things that are out there at this point. I mean, we don't have, we don't have a budget yet. I mean, the Capitol bill is not, is not yet determined. The, um, there are taxes that are sitting out there that are proposed on gasoline, and then certainly there's the legalization of marijuana, there's only 14 days left, I think, of, of, of total legislative time, or excuse me, in total calendar time uh, at the airing of this. Of this. And, and, and I guess it would be 10 legislative days to go. Do you think that this is all just going to hit at the end and then the legislature is going to just jet out of Springfield and be on its way for the summer? Well, there's some, there's some precedent for that um, in, in, recent, in recent years. Um, and you forgot to mention the progressive tax. Uh, Forgive uh, me, the biggest of all. Yeah, Governor Pritzker's uh, uh, main campaign issue. Um, that's still floating out there. Sports betting still floating out there. Um, back in Governor Quinn's days, um, lawmakers at the uh, 11 and a half hour after midnight on the last day of session uh, approved the, um, uh, the temporary income tax, which is now permanent. Um, so yeah, there's precedent for it, it coming down to the last hour and then lawmakers skipping town. Well, it, yeah, I know that, that you and the guys from the center square will be watching this very, very closely and, uh, and taking us wire to wire for this coverage. Dan, it's always great to have you on. Great to start something new with you. Continued success with what you're doing uh, on the editorial side here in Illinois. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. Same here. Thank you. For Dan McCaleb, this has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Illinois In Focus Crosstalk, powered by thecentersquare.com. Now over to Greg Bishop with a look at what we're working on next week. Next week, state lawmakers come back where they'll have final two weeks of session. It's expected to be a flurry of activity. Lawmakers have yet to pass a balanced budget for the spending plan that starts July 1st. They also haven't passed any of the proposals to pay for extra spending proposed by Governor J.B. Pritzker like sports betting or cannabis legalization. They're also expected to discuss the progressive income tax in the House, infrastructure plan and gas tax increases, and even measures addressing the Illinois Firearm Owner Identification Card. This has been Illinois in Focus. For more Illinois stories and commentary online, visit thecentersquare.com. For the Center Square, Illinois, I'm Greg Bishop.